Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Ram Nation. We are back with another edition of DNVR Rams Live. We're talking about that boot. It's Border War Week at CSU Wyoming. I'm here with my main man, Andre Simone. Andre, how you doing, man? I know the the daughters had a tough one, feeling a little sick. How you feeling, though? I'm... You know, last episode, people were making fun of me for sounding a little stuffed up. Felt better than I've ever felt in my life that week. <laughs> this week, if you hear a little stuffiness, hey, that's uh, that's the deal. Um, I can't imagine how people who attended that Air Force CSU game are feeling. What a blizzard. Uh, are you, Were you impressed by the fans or unimpressed? No, I, I thought. <laughs> no, I, I was not impressed, I was, no, no, I was not unimpressed. As, I, I thought given the circumstances, it was a pretty good crowd. I mean, it was it was sketch, especially going back. It wasn't really about getting up there, I think, for a lot of people. It was about that second half, which the snow really started to come down and, and coming back afterwards. So yeah. it, I I have no beef with anybody that tried to stay home. I, you know, it's just part of it. I, I will say... I've seen a lot of people make a huge deal, like a huge deal over the snowballs. Like yeah. the students threw batteries or like balloons filled with pee or something. Which, and those are funny references because I think we all know that is something that has happened. That's what I mean. In like, college football can we, can we dial it back a little bit? I mean, they penalized it. They moved the students back. It's fine. The penalty kind of hurt them. In the moment, in terms of it, it turned a nine-yard play into a 24-yard gain. Yeah. But... I mean, in retrospect, did it's not college determine students. the outcome. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a that's a good point. You know, often we joke around um, the two of us that you have. You're like the oldest uh, young man <laughs> we'll ever know. I'm glad you don't have an old man take on this. Um, I'm doing great, man. It's always great to do this. Such a fun season of college football. Trying to stay away and keep the office germ-free. Feeling a little better today and actually, uh, you know, doing a lot of bureaucratic, boring stuff, but also catching up on some tape and stuff. So I'm I'm in full football mode. Well, it's it's that time of year, man. I mean, the Rams are three and five. They've got to win three out of their final four to yeah. secure bowl eligibility. I feel like six and six has always been... The realistic goal that would be doubling your win total from a year ago. You're snapping a six-year postseason drought if you're able to do that. On paper, I would say that the Rams are better than at least three of the four that they're going to play down the stretch. They should be favorites in three of those four games. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, though, they got to find some consistency. They got to execute because while they are three and five, while we have seen significant improvement in a lot of key areas, yeah, the Rams were tied or had the lead at halftime and four of their five losses this season. I mean, we're it's hard to we're believe. a small handful of plays away from potentially being five and three, maybe even six and two. You could also argue maybe a couple of plays away from being like one in seven. That's if you right. don't have the That's Boise right. state come back, if you yeah. don't figure it out at middle Tennessee state, we've had good, we've had bad, but I think at the end of the day, it's this last month, right? This is what is going to, to ultimately define your season because if you are yeah. able to reach yeah. that that bowl that's all anybody's going to remember four of the five and four of four with uh bfn starting right yeah so i mean you have turned the page that air force game 
tough loss. Uh, environment was tough. It I felt f- like the appropriate outcome given the two it teams, did. though. Like, it did. And it was a closer game than 17 points may indicate, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, and look, the second half, Air Force did their Air Force thing. Um, took a page out of Sean Payton's book and just kept the Rams offense off the field. And it came down to like, had BFN made some insane otherworldly NFL throws in the snow consistently with Horton out. Okay. They could have hung in the second half without that happening. It was really going to be an uphill battle. No matter what O-line was so impressive considering everything. I mean, they really held up until kind of the end of the second half and the run defense was really impressive. They set the tone. They brought it. They battled. They played tough, man. Um, I thought the discipline, the gap discipline that the front seven showed was 100%. phenomenal. Tackling like, in space they was you great. Once for a fullback dive that went for fifty three in the third right. quarter. Right. They had two stretch runs, I think, that went for ten plus. And I didn't verify these numbers again, mm-hmm. but having watched it a couple times and going through it, if they defend the run the way they did against Air Force against Wyoming, That's exactly they're going to have right. every opportunity to be in this game, potentially even pull out the the win. And we'll obviously get into it, but. I feel like this is a winnable border war. Hey, I mean, they've played. Honestly, I thought that was the best run defense we've seen all season. Better than what we saw against uh, Boise State. And if they play anywhere as close to that, they're going to be able to compete against the Cowboys. There's no doubt about that. A really close loss against CU. Air Force, you hang tough. Now, you know, regional rivals, you got to see... can you get this one? You got to buck the trend, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not quite Broncos Chiefs. You're not trying to snap a double-digit losing but it streak. Feels similar going into this. But it is somewhat yes. similar, and th- I talked about this a little bit last week. I like that from the beginning, Jay Norvell has owned that. He's been like, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand that's something that needs to change, and you know, I'm tasked with doing it. We've already seen them beat Boise State for the first time. They had a chance to beat CU. I mean, mm-hmm. you could have pulled out both of those games and then somehow beat Wyoming. We're talking about one of the more fun seasons we've Epic had in decades. Season. But right. they yeah. just they got to find a way to play with some consistency here down the stretch because they they flashed. The offense has had really high moments. I think the defense has responded really well after what was a, a tough stretch there at the beginning mm-hmm. of conference play. Utah State obviously being the the big one there where you just get torched in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even UNLV, they played great defense. It was awesome. Yeah. You just, you need consistency. You need a four quarter performance and you need to play complimentary football. I, I don't feel like we've had long stretches where the offense and defense were both firing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of one mm-hmm. or the other, and it's why every game is close. And it's why it makes sense that the, the outcomes have been kind of wonky. Great point. Now you have an opportunity here against at least on paper. And again, you don't want to overlook anybody three inferior opponents and a beatable Wyoming team. Who's going to be tough as hell. I mean, they're under Craig bowl. He's six and three in this, this game since taking that job. Like that's a program I have the utmost respect for. So I don't want it to be taken the wrong way, but I think the high end talent on this roster, I think with what we've seen from the Rams and the trenches on both sides of the ball, this is a game you should go into feeling pretty good. And, 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 I don't feel like the narrative should be like it was for CU or Air Force where it's, you know, hopefully they're able to hang around. I think it should be like, let's bring the fight to them. 100%. And the other thing is, I mean, this is why Jay Norvell has looked at this as an important game. Since Craig Bull came over from North Dakota State, he's turned Wyoming into a very solid program. This is a program that others in the Mount West aspire to that kind of consistency And it becomes a bit of a like barometer game, you know, and if you could pull this off, what would that mean to the Jay Norvell tenure? I think it's huge. I mean, you already have the, the win over Boise state, obviously, but I just think it would be tangible proof that this program is going in the trajectory that we think it is. I mean, when you look at the offensive line, the pass protection, when you look at the way the defensive line is able to get after the quarterback, the the talent they have at the skill positions, they're doing a lot of things. Well, special teams have been really good this year. Yeah. It's just consistency and finding a way to, to beat a program, which 
has been very consistent over the last decade. Air Force mm-hmm. was another chance to do cool. that. I do think this Air Force team is just really good. They might I think be they're going to flirt different. with the top 10 potentially. They might be different. Were you surprised to see them rank just 25th in the official rankings? Yeah. Uh, Behind Tulane, that's a pretty like important one too. They don't have a ton of wins over teams with great records. I understand that. But I think when you look at the way that they've handled business just so consistently... I don't think there are 24 teams in the country better. I'll say that. Yeah, no, I agree. That was my reaction as well. I do want to shout out our friends over at Saturday Neon. It's a local company started by college roommates. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. These things are sick. We've got a couple of them at the DNVR bar. I know that I am going to get one for my man cave someday. These things are just so cool. They light up in green and gold. And what's awesome is they're shipped with everything you need to mount, to install, to mess with the... You can dim it if you want. You can have brighter. There's all kinds of different settings. Saturday Neon, it's the bee's knees. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use that code DNVR for 10% off your order today. Free shipping for orders over $200. I also want to talk to you guys about a trip that's coming up, a really fun opportunity at Circa Resort and Casino out in Las Vegas. You can get 20% off a two-night stay, two tickets to the Winter Swim and Concert, two passes to Stadium Swim, access to the DNVR tailgate watch party at Stadium Swim, and an annual Die Hard membership package. It's awesome. What a deal. Yeah, man. I mean, go to Vegas, hang out with the crew. Who knows? The Broncos might actually be relevant. Troll the Raiders. Uh, Any, I mean, you look at the schedule coming up. It's fairly favorable. Like, uh, we're in that weird spot where they're going to end up being just good enough to hurt themselves draft wise. But that's that's we don't need to get into uh, all that. Why do we? We're do coming it? off the Chiefs win. The vibes are good. New Year's in Vegas Dude. that time of year. You know, post holidays could be a lot. You know, a lot of time with family. Sometimes you just need a breather. Head yeah. out to Vegas. You know, Circus Stadium swim. Everything I've heard because I'm one of the few who hasn't made the pilgrimage lately. It's like a dream. It's an experience. An I think actual it's dream. the closest that I've ever felt to being like royalty or a celebrity or something, you know, watching the, the big screen, you're getting served drinks. I mean, we got to remedy that. It's just fancier than a little old Justin's used to. And that's why it's really cool. So <sighs> shout out to Circa Resort and Casino. You guys are going to love it. Check out the podcast link for more information. All right. Let's set the scene. You let's, are royalty, let's, Justin. <laughs> let's talk about the border war. Uh, this is my favorite game in college football every year. It's the 115th edition of this game. Depending on who you ask, Wyoming says the 116th edition. <laughs> Ironically, CSU doesn't count a game in which was a forfeit against Wyoming. So we have more integrity, I guess. I don't know. It's it's a weird, weird little discrepancy in the series history. It's a fun wrinkle. Um, The bronze boot was introduced in 1968. The traveling trophy that they play for, of course, that was worn by John Romero, former Vietnam vet who was a part of the CSU. What is happening right now? ROTC. um, They were able to, uh, what is the word? Restore it, I guess, a, a year ago. And now it looks even better than ever. It's all about the boot, though, man. This is what college football is all about. They have played 77 consecutive years covid couldn't stop the border war world war ii couldn't stop the border war vietnam the iraq war the gulf war you name it the border war goes through it all rain snow shine it does not matter that and, is we, crazy. and we have a huge one coming up in laramie rams have not won up there since 2015 yeah this uh this all sets up it's all about the boot as you were saying and uh Got to do it. Got to do it, Justin. What are the keys here for the Rams to pull it off? I think the the biggest key, obviously, is and we mentioned this earlier, is, is playing with some consistency, playing complementary football. Yeah. Um, but I think some key stats to look at when you look at both of these teams. Limiting penalties, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you can't beat yourself. Penalties, turnover margin is huge. That is one area that Wyoming has been tremendous. They're top 20 in turnover margin this year. They just don't really beat themselves. They're one of those teams that's going to try and establish the run. Although they do have pretty decent balance under Andrew Peasley. He has played uh, a lot better than I expected mm-hmm. him to coming in. Yeah. But you're, you're hoping to contain him the way that Boise State did. He's coming off of his worst game of the season. 
he was pretty bad against CSU last year, honestly, before he got knocked out with a concussion and Jaden Clemens comes in and dual threat and actually ends up benefiting Wyoming. He rushes for a touchdown, throws a touchdown, kind of saves the day for them, but you can't beat yourself. I mean, you look at that game last year, you return a punt for a touchdown, huge. You also muff a punt and give it right back to him, which ends up being an easy score. This is one of those games where it's going to come down to a couple of key instances, just like it did in 2020 when the Rams beat them in Fort Collins, you get two turnovers right off the bat and it just sets the stage. You know, yeah. you you've got to do the little things in this game to increase your margins. Cause they're a tough team and they very rarely beat themselves. The Peasley BFN matchup. Very interesting in this one, both playmakers, both guys who can, you know, BFN more with his arm, Peasley more scrambling around, making plays, with his legs, throwing it on the run, what have you. It's going to come down to which of those two quarterbacks can limit errors and who can come up with some clutch big plays. Who can stay on the field? Yeah. You know, when you, yeah, when you look at drives is massive. In this third one, down sure. defense, Wyoming ranks 127th in the nation. This defense has not been as good as expected. They have a lot of talent in that front seven, a lot of experience. I kind of expected them to be one of the top units in the mountain West. They only have 14 sacks as a team. That's surprising. Yeah. And Mo Kamara has got 10 and a half himself. He sure does. No. And I think the pokes have been on the national spotlight, you know, first three quarters against Wyoming played that uh, against Texas played that tough Uh, first half against air force where air force had to come from behind played them tough, but their defense hasn't necessarily been consistent and that bend don't break has worked until the levees have kind of broken by the end of the game, you know? And that's where it's going to be interesting. If you're able to create some explosive plays, really put pressure on Wyoming, put them in a spot where they're on their heels, really on both sides of the ball. You want to stay on the field, sustain drives, and then you want to keep them off the field. Don't let them get that ground game going, which opens up the play action for Peasley. He's slippery. He's got four rushing touchdowns on the year. So he's definitely a guy you got to watch in the red zone for those opportunities. But I, I really think this is one where it's probably going to be decided in the last five minutes. I really do think this game is going to be that tight. I could see it. I mean, it's a Wyoming team. That's not going to like outscore you by a gajillion and, uh, you know, really make this a wide open affair. And that's the only way you see it not being close. You just stated in segment one, how many close games the Rams have been in this season. Um, win or lose, the Rams are going to be in it and they're going to have you sweat it out, you know? So I think that's that's probably what you need to expect in Laramie. What's the weather supposed to be like? It's supposed to be solid. Might be a little bit of wind, but last I checked, going to be like a 60-degree day. So knock on wood, you never know up there in the, the wild wilderness what can come out of nowhere. But no doubt. It's, it's looking favorable, much more favorable for CSU's passing offense than what we saw a week ago. I don't want to act like it's the end of the world or the, the biggest excuse or anything like that. But that was the first time Braden never played in snow before. He's from Texas. He's a red shirt freshman, a young kid. That's not easy, especially trying to stay loose when you don't get the football consistently. They had four possessions in that second half. Yeah. I mean, that was just tough all around. And I mean, more than anything, not having Tori is the big one. And that's what we're going to have to keep an eye on. He's gotten roughed up. The Rams have, They've, they've taken some shots on both sides of the ball these last couple of weeks. Uh, Chico's Anusium, Cam Baratow went down in that last game. I mean, those are really key contributors on the defensive side of the ball. Torrey's now left multiple games after taking shots. They got to get him involved in, in a major way. Mm-hmm. I also think this has to be a, a big Dallin Holker night. I think these yeah. last couple of weeks, we've kind of seen him not be targeted as frequently early on. They always find a way to get him the ball eventually. He's a guy that I would like to see right off the bat. Now, if they're doubling him up the seam or something, obviously that can make things challenging. But if that's happening, then take advantage underneath. Get the ball to guys in space. That's where the the quick screens and stuff like that should come into play. Yeah, the rhythm on the short to intermediate stuff needs to be more consistent. For this offense to really like get in it and have that identity truly set in, you got to live on the short to intermediate stuff to set everything else up just hasn't felt like they've been able to generate enough big plays. And then, I mean, finding that balance with the run game has been really, really hard. Well, and that's the 
really big key, I think, is that if you have to be able to run the ball when Wyoming's dropping into zone, mm-hmm. if they're having light mm-hmm. fronts, you've got to take advantage because ba- Braden yeah. will light up man coverage when he gets those opportunities. Yeah. He struggled a little bit when they've thrown different zone looks at him. That makes sense. He's a redshirt freshman quarterback. It's going to take time. They've got to be able to go for like four yards a pop in those instances, though, when you're only facing three, four man fronts. Right. Yeah. Whether uh, they'll do it, we'll see, because it's been up or down. Van Shield has popped at times last couple of weeks. Hopefully Avery Morrow is able to go. We'll see. That run game is concerning, man, especially because... That O-line, you'd like to give them a little more opportunities to go eat. I think it's a big reason why CSU's 79th in first down offense. Yeah. Yeah. Same time, though, Wyoming, 112th in first down offense. These are just weird teams. I think both of these teams are better on both sides of the ball than just the raw numbers. If you just peeked at them would indicate, I think there is more talent on both of these teams. Neither of them have played with any type of consistency, though. Wyoming's been able to grind out a couple of gritty wins. Mm -hmm. You get Texas Tech and App State basically would have been like if CSU could have somehow pulled off, you know, CU or and maybe one other of these games. UNLV, I guess, would probably be the one. Yeah, they got those two tight ones. Rams didn't. Peasley's a six year veteran quarterback. It makes sense. He's a guy who's played in a lot of these big moments. But you have an opportunity here as a young quarterback in BFN to go into their building and kind of really start like a a legend for yourself. You've already somewhat got that train rolling with how he's played in the big moments going into Boulder and his, you know, second career start winning in Nevada and his first start. Like he's been a guy where the lights have been brightest when the games have been Uh the most intense. That's kind of brought the best out of him. Yeah. If he can go up into Laramie and beat a veteran quarterback and, beat a Wyoming defense that has a lot of experienced contributors. It's going to say a lot about where this team is at, the growth that they've made. And hopefully, you know, allows you to, to create some momentum here going into this final month. Cause if you could, if you could go four and O go into a bowl, I mean, win that all of a sudden the momentum you have rolling going into winter and spring ball, it's night and day. And that's the thing that so many people don't factor about going to a bowl. It's not about, the glory of the New Mexico Bowl. It's about five extra weeks of practice. It's just be more invested. And I mean, it's it's like football in November is kind of where everything matters. Like everything we do leads up to the next four games. This is where your season's defined. Yes. It doesn't matter if you yes. start, you know, five yes. and two, and you, but you lose your four. And that's what I'm really interested to see in 2015. CSU had kind of a slow start. They go up into Laramie. They beat down a really good Wyoming team that had a hot start. I think they were four and two going into that game. Wyoming ended up only winning one more game after that. It was kind of the end of the Christensen era. We basically took the wind out of their sails. I'd like to see a similar thing here. Yeah, you've stumbled a little bit at times, but Wyoming, they're coming off of uh, just a really brutal game up in Boise where they just did not look like themselves. Yeah. Step on their throat when they're down. It's going to be a big one. Could be, I mean, feels like to some extent programs who like teams, teams whose season started on opposite ends. Yes. Kind of crossing each other right now. And that's what I, I just prove it, you know, go out and prove you are the team that I've been arguing you are for two months. I know there's been highs. I know there've been lows, but if you go out and you win this game, you just get so much goodwill from the community, from the fan base. And frankly, obviously it just puts you in a much easier position than having to win out over those final three, where if you, you know, you have a rough quarter, maybe that, that costs you. Dude, uh, they're going to have to play a clean game. This is a good team, but this is the time to bounce. Some time pounds. Time is now. Uh, I'll be up there in Laramie with my guy RG Ryan Green. So we'll have a cool spotlight. Make sure Amazing. you check that out. Yes. Uh, we're gonna get into our Mountain West power rankings and picks here in just a second. Just gonna throw out some names to know for you guys. If you have not watched a ton of Wyoming, we've already talked plenty about Peasley. We don't need to go more into him. A Northern Illinois transfer, Harrison Whaley, is a running back that absolutely tore it up in non-conference play. Got dinged up a little bit, but he's really dangerous. Again, we said it earlier, you have to defend the run. You've got to be good on first down, on third down. 
put them in opportunities where Peasley has to drop back yes. and beat you with his arm consistently. Yes. If you can do that, you should be in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I mean, Peasley off script and, uh, you know, Wiley break in a big one. Those are your two main concerns here offensively as far as limiting those Wyoming big plays. Throughout tight end, Trayton Welch is another guy you want to look for. He scored twice in conference play already, second in receiving yards. They don't have a ton of receivers, although they do have a couple of guys with four touchdowns this year. So Peasley doing a good job of spreading it around. Uh, defensively, uh, shout out Easton Gibbs, who's just a stud at linebacker, one of the best players in the conference. Yeah. Continuing that linebacker lineage, lineage, excuse me, for the Pokes, Logan Wilson, Chad Muma, and now him. Yeah. Logan Wilson, by the way, I don't know if you saw another pick. He has like I 10 sure interceptions did. over the last couple of years. He's one of the leaders and tackles in the entire NFL. He has really turned into a premier, premier pro. Play linebacker. Wyoming's a good spot for you. Yeah. Uh, defensive tackles, Jordan Burdagnoll and Cole Godbout are a force, as is Devon Harris. He was one of the leaders in sacks in the conference a year ago. He does lead the team with three sacks this year. Again, Wyoming only 14 sacks as a team, which is much less than, than I expected coming in. I think I had three Wyoming D linemen on my first team, all conference preseason teams. So. Yeah. I mean, you've got three on the watch list for the game and yet they've underperformed as far as uh, creating pressure. You surprising, little surprising for sure. Last guy out throughout Wyatt Eckler, their safety brother of Austin Eckler, another Colorado native that ended up in Laramie common trend. If you follow this rivalry, yeah. Uh, before we move on, before we get into the power rankings and we talk the picks, just a couple of keys for the Rams. What do we got? We got a question. No. Oh, okay. Um, stop the run early. Get off the field. Pretty simple. Win on special teams. That's been it. Special teams have been a big factor in all of great. these tight games. Win the turnover margin. Again, this is an area where CSU has really struggled as Huge. a whole this year. Huge. That said, BFN, two consecutive games without a pick. So making progress. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Though maybe a smidge too conservative now. Yes. Yeah. There were times, well, I don't know. I went back and forth. Cause then there were instances in the UNLV game where I felt like he passed on a check down to try and stretch the field. Yeah. It, it goes yeah. both ways. It's going to be a young up and down when you've got a young quarterback. But lastly, and we're kind of talking about the, the same thing here. BFN's got to rip it. Got to rip it. Braden's got to have a good game if they're going to come out on top. Yeah, and I mean, what's the deal with Horton? Because I really feel that's such a huge, huge key to this. And that's maybe the part of the game that gets impacted the most by this early Friday night kickoff. Yeah, I will have to see. I, from what I've heard, game time decision, um, I think he'll play. The dude's tough as hell. He was a game time decision last week and he played, then he got drilled. We'll see. Maybe they decide to hold him out Sucks, a week. Uh, I hope not. If, if they're they're without him, it's going to be a really tough spot. I, I don't imagine that Norvell is itching to have that get away. Although right. we'll see what he says on his coach's show tonight. Maybe he makes a, an update on that. When you get hurt, Bax and Shanker is here to help. Bax and Shanker oh. wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado. For more than 25 years, there's no fees to start working on your case. There's no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've won over a billion dollars. That's with a B for their clients now with even more locations serving all of Colorado. They have neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Bax and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Bax and Shanker helps all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, ride shares, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Baxes and uh, call Bax and Shanker at two 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 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Also, got to talk about the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. I love Breck Brew. You love Breck Brew. We all love Breck Brew, and that's because they have been doing it for thirty three years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. They've got an endless variety. They've got a little little bit of something for everyone, which is great. I'm a Mountain Beach sour guy. Yeah, so is. is my friend Jake on the Buffs beat. Uh, Ryan Green's a fun slinger guy. Yeah. What's what's your go-to Breck beer? I'm a Strawberry Sky guy. Strawberry Sky, the beer, the official beer of summer. Sometimes I'll you know slip one in in winter to remind me of a uh, simpler, warmer times. Yeah, and uh, the lager. Always a uh, you know when when I find the uh, variety pack that has the lager in it, 
I grab it. I grab it. And soon enough, the Christmas kegs come out. That's what I'm talking about. They've got something for everyone. The Christmas mini kegs are available now, actually. I saw one at Safeway yesterday. So shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Check out the Breck Beer Locator. It's going to tell you the closest grocery store, liquor store, Walmart, whatever near you that offers that awesome, awesome sweet nectar of the gods, Breckenridge Brewery. We love you. All right, let's get into our power rankings. Let's get into our picks for the weekend. I think it's going to be... A fun slate. Got a couple of rivalry matchups, which That's is always a good, a good time. Uh, we will give us we'll give a score prediction at the end. We don't typically do that, but since we have it in the comments, thank you to everybody that's tuned in this morning. If you don't mind hitting thumbs up on YouTube, if you don't mind sharing the the pod, I'd appreciate that yeah, as well. Crank it. Crank it. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, give yeah. us a five star review on Spotify or Do Apple, wherever you get to your pods. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to go through this fairly quickly um, just because there wasn't a ton of movement, but there, there was some key stuff. Uh, number 12, we've got Hawaii. Actually, there's more than I realized, but I filled these out at 11 p.m., so let, let's do it on the fly. Um, I just think that defensively they're a mess. They do have a really decent passing offense under Braden Schrager when they're not turning the ball over, uh-huh. but the, the run game has not been what I expected. The O-line's been a mess at times, and... They're they're a program in full rebuild, which is is not shocking. Yeah, you find a nice thing to say about Hawaii when you inevitably have ranked them last in the conference every single week, and the nice things you have to say are getting less and less. Yeah, yeah. I love Timmy Chang, but we got to. <laughs> That's right. You we got to be say. honest. We got to be honest to the people. Yeah, um, thirty-five zip on the island. Not what you like to see. No. Yeah. Not at all. And number eleven. I struggle with this because I do think they are much improved. However, after losing to Nevada, I had to drop them down to 11 because I gave them a lot of love. I picked them to win that game uh, and they yes. let me down. They really let me down. Yep. New Mexico, Lobos, better luck next year, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. I think they're going to move on from Danny Gonzalez, unfortunately. Yeah. Really nice guy. Again, got a lot of love for him as well. Mm. It's a common theme amongst coaches that struggle. They're really nice at media days. They're trying to buy some friends. It makes sense. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Sad. It is, but it, you know, they're playing the game. Number 10, San Diego State. Whew. They're a mess. I had them, I think, at 11 last week, so I put them up a little bit here. Wow. I Yeah, that's a game that the Rams need to win at home. I'll just say that. Nevada's won two games in a row insanity and San Diego state. The last time we saw him on the field, lost six zip to Nevada. Unfathomable. They've Gross, fallen man. a long, Gross. long way. under Brady Hoke. Number nine, we've got Nevada. They're rolling a little bit. It's not shocking to me. I mentioned it before they won it. a game that they had been frisky and a couple losing efforts. Yeah, they play hard. It. They have an identity. They run the football. Brandon Lewis can create some things for them and play action. He's hitting some deep shots. Kudos to them. I've been really hard on Nevada. I don't have a lot of love for Ken Wilson as a coach. I right. think he was a total crybaby right. about the Jay Norvell stuff, mm-hmm. but good for Nevada. I think he's probably gonna have to win another game or two to save his job. But that CSU Nevada game in Fort Collins may be a little more interesting than we expected. They're going to believe and it's going to be spicy, spicy. They're two and two in the conference tied with Wyoming. Insane. Yeah. It's about how you finish, not how you start. It sure is, Justin. At number eight, I have Utah State. Yeah. I think they're as explosive through the air as anybody in the league. I think they have as much speed out wide as anybody in the league. Yep. Uh, Much like CSU, they're so inconsistent and it frustrates me. I don't know what to do with this group, like eight through six, basically. Utah State, CSU, and San Jose State, because I think all of these teams have more yep. talent than where they are at in the power rankings. They just have not been able to, to do it consistently, though San Jose State quickly rising up the ranks. San Jose State, as high of they, as they've been ranked... I think since... Probably since, like, late se- September. Yeah, since they lost a couple of those Pac-12 games. I don't know, Justin. Can you justify the Rams in front of Utah state. What was your, uh, what was your reasoning on that one? It was just a gut. I just think they're the better team. It's hard to argue that they played them head to head. I understand that. 
I could see it. I think we're playing more consistently at the moment, but yeah, we'll see. It's going to come down If you're a Utah State fan and you see that and you're annoyed, I think that's fair. That would be fair. I I think that's fair. Um, San Jose State, I think you could put them as high as like four or five, though they need to win a couple more of these games before we do it, but they've got to click in with Cordero. They've got it clicking three and two in that conference record. Uh, You know, last week coming off the big dub against Utah State taking care of business against Hawaii sneaky Justin they're sneaky just when we thought we could overlook them we thought they were done yeah and then all of a sudden you hear that stone cold Steve Austin entrance <laughs> that's music right my god it's Chevin Cordero <laughs> that's right <laughs> Week 11 becomes massive for them against Fresno. Huge. And it wouldn't shock me if San Jose State is a team that plays spoilers for somebody's potential Mountain West championship bid. Such a great year in the conference. It's fun. The parody is awesome. This is what it's all about. It's, it's, It's probably unless Air Force can survive it. And I'm starting to believe more and more that they might be able to. Their season finale against Boise State may determine it. I don't know if we're going to get a New Year's Six bid just because there is so much parody that there's going to be some cannibalization. Yeah. But we'll see. Five, I've got UNLV. They had a chance to beat Fresno and just blew it. Really dumb pick late. Frustrating because I think UNLV could have really proved a lot with a win over the Bulldogs. You think Wyoming's better than UNLV? I think... I trust Craig bowl more Mm. as of right now. That's fair. Um, Two solid programs, two tough places to play. I maybe would have given UNLV the slight edge just coming off last week where Wyoming got their doors blown off. And UNLV, UNLV hangs, you know, they hang with Fresno. You're right. I think you're right. I think you talked me into that. I would, but again, three, four, five, similar to six through eight is a tier kind of in its own where you can like nitpick and it's a bit beauty in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. I'm with you rounding out the top four. We've got Wyo at four though. Maybe you put them at five or six after that stinker against Boise. Yeah. I've got Boise at three after Unreal. their best game of the year. Dominant, Unreal. dominant win over Wyoming. You got to give them a lot of credit for that. They only got one conference loss, so. Yeah, I mean, they're top four in the conference standings right now. It's going to frustrate me if we end up with Boise in the title game again, just because that's life and it always seems to happen. But I've got Fresno at two and Air Force at one. Fresno State's inconsistencies worry me, and I I do wonder if they're more like three or four at the end, but they keep taking care of business, and so you've got to get them give them the credit and obviously air force in the college football playoff ranking in the top 20 in the AP poll certainly deserve to be the, the top of the the class. Yeah. I still think Fresno's going off last year's reputation a little bit, but you can't argue seven and one cannot argue seven and one. I just think their fifth gear is nowhere close to what the highest gear the top six have. I, I mean, no, our close fair. might be an exaggeration, but like, I think San Jose I mean, State at their not. very best, Air Force, Wyoming, UNLV, all these teams might have an extra level to to what Fresno can go to. Kind of makes Maybe sense though, given I mean, you lose Jay Kaner, you oh, lose hey. your running back, you yeah. lose your three leading receivers, yeah, and the fact no. that they've just been able to do this. And defensively, I've been very, very impressed. They're playing for the the milk can against Boise State this weekend. It's a big one. It's a big one. Bronze boot, milk can, though, in terms of coolness. Oh, come on now. Huh. Not even close. Not even close. Can't even, I mean, how long have they been playing for the milk can? No clue. Maybe maybe <laughs> it's on the back of that milk can. Um, let's get into the, the picks for the weekend. One of my favorites is the Service Academy matchups. It's a good one. I cannot wait to watch Air Force Army. I'm actually a little mad at myself. I, I, I should have bought tickets to this. I'll probably be Part too busy doing border thinking, war content, yeah. but I'm, I'm a little mad at myself for not going to this. I know this kind of feels like a perfect one at 1230 in the Springs. No, it's in Denver. It's at the Broncos stadium, oh, which it. is why I'm we even really more. We should have gone. Oh, well, maybe we can make it work. We'll talk I about it after. I might be getting on game time to check this out. Um, 
18 and a half point favorites for force Falcons. Are there enough possessions in this game to get to 18? That's what I was thinking. And that's where I was like, are there going to be enough possessions? But I think what this is, is a massive showing of respect from Vegas to air forces defense. And I think this could be very easily 21, three game. I don't think you see a shutout, but I I think that's kind of what they're thinking is along those lines. 30 to six, something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see it over under at 31. I'm still tempted to take the under. So, I mean, again, Army's team total has to be like like not even double digits. Um, I believe the unders are 35 and five since 2005 or something like that in the service academy games. Might be 45 and five. I believe it. Ah, man. You know, I think it's just a little too much in this rivalry game. I think Army covers this. I'm going Air Force. I just think it it has me really nervous that so many points in this matchup. I think they break a couple of big plays, although I believe Navy covered against Air Force too. So I think you might be more on the, the smart pick here. There's so much more multiple this year. It's crazy. Like they have a way better passing game than Boise state does. Oh yeah. It's not even cl- army games are fun to watch this year. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but I would say an air force like, well, that there's yeah. such a more complete offense than we're used to. Larry really impressive. You could make an argument. He's a top three QB in the league, which is hard because he doesn't throw enough. The volume of it, I think you would make the, the argument wonky, but in terms of, hitting the receiver in the big moments, he's had some huge yeah. throws. Yeah. Burn the Rams on a play action TD, just like yep. they do every year. Absolutely. Nevada, three and a half point favorites at home against Hawaii. I think I got to go with the Wolfpack. They're playing good football right now. Three in a row. My gut says Hawaii though. I don't know what that is. I, you know, when you just have those gut instincts when you're doing no, a game, if I know this team's better, I know that one side is playing better than the other one, but I just think it's going to be a stupid outcome. At Nevada, Justin? At Nevada, I believe, unless I had that wrong. Okay. Um, no, you're right. We just have it wrong on the board there, so I want to make sure people know that. Yeah, give me the Wolfpack all the way. They're playing so good right now. Hawaii's really struggling, and it's away from the island. This is a must win, honestly. You don't think it's a kitchen sink game coming off a 35-0 defeat for Hawaii? This your last hurrah at a potential? Sometimes, man, you're just one of the worst teams in the entire country and your kitchen sink don't mean much. Sometimes you're just bad. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. UNLV, 10 and a half point favorites over New Mexico. Oh, man. That's a lot of points. I'm going to go with the dogs. Give me New Mexico to cover. Can't believe the total's at 61. Give me the under... They're daring you, ma'am. They are daring you. I'll take it. I'll take the dare. And uh, hopefully the running rebels being Las Vegas's team, I'm not being a sucker and paying an extra Vegas tax for, uh, you know, local fans being interested in pushing this lineup. New Mexico's just kind of stunk. UNLV needs a bounce back. That's a tough place to play. I want to believe. I want to believe in the running rebels. One of one of the best stories and teams, I think, in the entire yeah bowl eligible UNLV. FBS. I think the third time this century or second time this century. I mean, it just it doesn't that's happen. Amazing. Yeah, that's just amazing. We've got San Diego State taking on Utah State. Utah State two and a half point favorites over the Aztecs. I think they this is going to be an them. ugly, sloppy game. I think Vegas is right on here. Yes, this is one where. Everything about it, Utah State's offense so much more explosive. I do think San Diego State mucks it up defensively, and maybe yeah. Utah State does some weirdness that, that allows them to hang around. That said, I have not seen anything from San Diego State offensively that makes me think that they could keep up with Utah State if they're even executing at like a 40% rate. Oh, boy. Here's my gambling advice on this game. Don't do it. The book knows something we don't. Um, because 
That should be like a six point spread, shouldn't it? It should be ten and a half, like the UNLV game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what we're missing um, here. We're missing something. The book knows something. Take plus two and a half on San Diego State, or don't bet this at all. Uh, Utah State feels like too much of a sucker bet because they are clearly the better team. Clearly, like far better team. Also inconsistent, though, much like CSU. Yeah, yeah. Fresno State, three-point favorites at home against Boise State. At Fresno. I'm going with Boise. Feels like one where Fresno should kill them, but with the way Boise's been playing of late, I don't know, man. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of on Boise, too. That feels like the sharp side. I don't trust that offense one bit. I don't think that defense is all that good. I do think they have a gear that Fresno doesn't necessarily have. It's at Fresno. Uh, yeah, give me Boise. It's a very uncomfortable side to be on. I mean, if Gianti didn't go down in that Wyoming game, and obviously me picking Boise is under the assumption that they will have Gianti, and I haven't seen anything about him being out, so I'm operating under that. That game could have been like 50 to zero. Yeah. It was ugly. Just total yeah. domination. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, man. Maybe Boise feels themselves a little too much after that. If you're betting on Fresno, but I think they've kind of established what they're going to do. And they, they just, they're going to run the football. They're going to let Taylor green, take some shots on play action. They finally opened it up a little bit with him against Wyoming. I'm taking Boise. Well, look, here's the thing. You're four and four. But everything's in front of you because you're three and one in the conference. That's a dangerous team to bet against. Yeah. Very dangerous. They've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Uh, Boise's in a really nice spot. I would not bet against them. Got a comment from Jacob Russell. I still think UNLV are frauds. Still impressed with their success this season. At some point, you're having too much success consistently for it to be fraudulent. And I think that a lot of the things that people try and use against UNLV, you could say the exact same thing about air force. Their strength of schedule is very similar in my opinion. I don't have the metrics pulled up, but neither team has beaten a ton of other squads with winning records. They're not super fancy. They run the football. They play tough. They have an identity in that defensive line. I do think that there is a clear cut difference between that upper echelon of teams in the conference, the, you know, the top two or three and the next four or five, six. And then, you know, even after that seven through through 12, I think there's about three tiers of teams, maybe four in this league. But I think at some point you've got to credit UNLV for pulling it out because at some point you're just a, a pretty good team. If you're winning that consistently. Yeah, no, I mean, they've been, They've been in the mix for them to be right there with Wyoming, right there with Boise, you know, higher in your power rankings than San Jose State or CSU. I mean, that's that's huge for them. Not going to happen very often in my life. Yeah. I'll say that. All right. Wrapping it up. The big prediction, the game, the border war, CSU, Wyoming, Wyoming, yeah. seven point favorites at home. Feels like a pretty heavy spread to me for yep. how this game tends to typically play out. I'm taking the Rams to cover. I'm taking the Rams to win outright. My prediction is CSU wins this game 23 to 17 up in Laramie, Wyoming. Bronze boot comes back home where it belongs. Let's hope, man. That would be truly awesome. Plus 200. Um, for starters, I'm hammering the over. 41 seems way too low. I guess I would have 23-17 would, would be under. I guess that's true. Um, in Laramie, they're averaging something like 52 points per game, and the Rams are averaging about that as well. Um, I think this is going to be a physical game, man. Last year, both these teams came to hit. I was rewatching it and Blackburn had a couple of hits. Jack Howell had a couple of hits on running backs where yeah. it felt like old school football. I think both these teams are going to be really amped for it just because you're both coming off of a tough stretch. You both need that big win. Really. I think this is a game that could kind of define the season for either of these two sides. For sure. It's a big one. I just think, you know, these offenses, big plays, uh, the defenses will, will give up something here and there. 
I just think the over. Um, yeah, Rams just with recent run of form, I think feel like the right side. But as you know, I need to pick the other side because that's how we get things done around here. So I would say they're begging you to take the Rams at plus seven. Uh, Wyoming at home, more solid, more consistent. They're going to get up for it in a big rivalry game with, a, you know, the boot on the line. And they're coming off a devastating, embarrassing loss. So they need to double motivation. That's how the pokes cover. Um, but yeah, I think the Rams are the smart side. So got a comment from Taylor Desch here. Last year it was 27 total points. Also need to remember both these offenses were pretty bad last year, especially obviously on the CSU side, but Wyoming played a substantial portion of that game with a backup quarterback actually played better once the backups came in. It was very similar to Utah State, just some very weird, fluky games for CSU down the stretch last year. But you have an opportunity to define your season here over this last month. It all starts up in Laramie Friday night. I will be there. Ryan Green will be there. Make sure you're following us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us, Spotify, Apple, all that fun stuff. Shout out to my guy, Andre Simone. We'll be back this weekend with more CSU content, hopefully breaking down that border war win. We have a border war t-shirt on thednvr.com. Go check that out. One of my favorites. Much love y'all. Always proud to be. Go Rams. Go Rams, baby.